folks. Happy Thursday. I've said it, it's Thursday. I've been convinced, 100% convinced today that it was Friday. 100%. I even started making weekend plans for tomorrow, uh, but it's not. It's it's Thursday today. So I've been 100% convinced that it was Friday today. So I'm actually glad that first and foremost I'm here. We've turned up, which is good. Uh, and remembered that um, I've said the right day. So that's it. I've peaked now. If anything else happens after that, that's it. I'm on the descent. So we have peaks at getting the day right. So congratulations, everybody. I hope you're all well. I hope you have uh, had some snow where you are and you've seen some of the white stuff on the ground. So that's good. Um, I'm not entirely sure how long that's going to stick around for because it's due to be like minus eight tomorrow and then 13 degrees on Sunday. So there we go. Snow day is like a weekend. Yes, absolutely. It certainly is. It certainly is. I love a bit of snow on the ground. Although definitely ready for spring right now so we're uh, bringing on some slightly drier more sunny trails ready to go team just before we get started for those of us who are here drop it into comments give me a scale of one to five let me know how your week is going so far with one being abysmal and five being amazing let me know how we're getting on give me a number and let's rock and roll Charlie sleeting all day. Yes, I feel like that's the fate of the snow that we've got here, actually, Charlie. Um, I'm not entirely sure whether we're going to get any more snow tomorrow. I am going to turn this light down, though, because it is insanely bright. That's better. Good. So give me a feel in comments. Five, awesome. One, not awesome. How are we feeling this week? Laura May Kingsley in the house with a three. Awesome. Charlie with a five. That's what I want to see, Charlie. A 2.5 out of 5 for a lorry. Laura, why do you think that's a 3? Lowry, what's making that a 2.5? What's what's the what's the push from a 5 and a drop from a 3? What do you think that is? Mr. Tony, yes, enjoying his rest day. Have you had your spa day yet, Tony? Uh, for those who don't know, Tony is on a uh, deload week this week because he's done a monumental amount of uh, mileage last month uh, and he's enjoying from some very well-earned rest. Um... So yes, 100%. Sarah, three. What's making that a three, Sarah, rather than a five? What do you think? What do you think the uh, causation is there? Five, they've been chucking it down all day with rain here. Yes, 100%. Saturday for the spa day on Tony. Yes, 100%. Claire, rain just makes it all better, really, doesn't it? I'm, I'm sleep not great this week and my eyelids inflamed. Ah, oh, no, that's a shame. Yes, I, I did see the story, actually, Larry. Um, I hope that goes down quickly and I hope um, that recovers fast. On the sleep side of life, that um, podcast with Mark with Matthew Walker is fascinating, by the way. I finished listening to that um, earlier today. Really, really fascinating. Definitely worth a listen. So for sure, have a look at that one. Feel a bit unmotivated and disrupted and tired. Interesting. Interesting, because I think there seems to be a lot of similar feelings going around. And as much as it's great to put a causation on it, it's likely to be a combination of many things Sarah Staples I just don't feel like I've achieved my fitness goals this week I'm behind on my training, had good intentions for today but the snow's not my run but you did do a hill run to get the dog lead going up and down a snowy hill but I think when we look at these particular areas and we are feeling unmotivated disrupted, tired, that sort of thing yes, there's going to be an element there of you're feeling the disruption from maybe poor sleep maybe poor uh, training, maybe injuries, that sort of thing. Nikki, I hope you're listening, injuries. Um, 
but at the end of the day, there's also an element of seasonal affective disorder. Just maybe winter's getting a bit on top of you. Maybe you weren't expecting snow this week. A lot of us weren't. And actually that's been like, oh, and it's it's not been as exciting as it were then maybe when we were kids and, you know, you want to just go out sledging all day, you know, because we're adults and we have to adult. And if you're on a training journey, you want to be able to get that training in. You know, maybe it's, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Maybe it's a case of you've got a cough and that's, um, you know, slowing your training down a little bit. And these are things that we need to work with and deal with. The thing with when we look at these particular areas, and this is how we look at breaking this problem down. We need to understand what is working against us right now to make us feel this particular way. Now, this is going to happen to everybody. You're not alone at all in any way, shape or form in this camp. When we have times we're just not quite feeling ourselves, we're just feeling a little bit crappy. That is so normal, so normal. When you start living more congruently to the version of you that you want to be, there's always gonna be negative points, there's always gonna be down points. And the, and the beauty of things like that is when we get to this point, you appreciate the highs a little bit more because you understand the lows and you understand the opposites. You know, and it's very important to have that differentiation. But in addition to that, Yes, there are supplemental things we can do. We can make sure we're getting our vitamin D. We'll make sure we're hydrated, eating variety, eating you know good, virtuous food that make us feel good. Make sure we're eating enough, getting some form of activity in. We can artificially synthesize sunlight with sunlight um, lamps and things like that. I can't remember what the brand's called. Is it Lumi, Lumini or something like that that does um, sunlight lamps and stuff like that. Protecting our sleep as much as possible, Lowry, for example, you know, to just make sure that even if we're feeling just a bit ropey or just a bit down, we're still doing something to make us 1% better. Because the last thing you want to hear from me, from a coaching corner, is, all right, okay, you're feeling, you're feeling down. Well, get, make sure you get your workouts in because that'll make you feel better. Because what if you don't feel like it? One thing that one of my Lumi lamps cost a fortune, oh dear. There we go, Lumi alarm clock and it imitates sunrise, 100%. There we go, Sarah, amazing, 100%. I think we've got a cheap Amazon version and it does does the same thing. And I can't quite remember the name. Cool, cool, I want to say like Colmax or Kulax or something along those lines. Um, but again, does the same thing. But ultimately, <clears throat> we need to understand what we're currently dealing with. Because when you're feeling a bit down, when you're feeling like this, there are going to be certain plates that you're spinning, right? And as you're spinning these plates, you don't realize the, the amount of plates that are culminating as you're spinning them. And you're trying to stress out about doing lots of training and doing the thing. But look, when we get to a point where we're starting to feel just a little bit down, a little bit frustrated, maybe we're, we need to back off a little bit, that's when we can think, well, actually, there's a higher stress for me to go and do the workout. There's a higher self-induced pressure. And I'm going to level with you folks. I wrote the book on self-induced pressure because I'm awful at it. So there's a self-induced pressure here on making you get out and do the workout. Snowing outside, I need to go out and do squats in the snow because that's what I'm designed to do. At the end of the day, it's like I said about recovery the other day. You know, don't take today off. But when you get to tomorrow and you're still feeling a bit like something's not right or I'm just, take a day off. You know, take some time out. If you're starting to feel a bit down, what are you doing to deal with that? Now, I'm probably going to trigger some people. If your trigger to, if your response, sorry, 
to feeling a bit down is to lose yourself in in um, Facebook and you're scrolling Facebook and Facebook and Facebook and it's awful. You know, as soon as you get into a spiral of videos, an hour can just disappear. That's not making you feel any better. You know, when you're starting to feel a bit down, this is the time where it comes to turn it off, put it away. Maybe it's a time to not even tune into one of these calls. Maybe it's a time to just not do, just have no digital stimulus. Um, actually, I'm going to take this from Matthew Walker's podcast because he was saying about how when you have disrupted sleep, there's a number of different things you can do. But one thing that we can do to help get ourselves ready for more rest, bearing in mind if you're starting to feel a bit down and you, you, you're just not feeling yourself, resting is going to help. Restful sleep is going to help. One of the things you can do is turn off 50% of the lights around the house. You know, the light in our bathroom here is so bright. When you go in there and brush your teeth, you're like, boff, interrogation lamp. And you're brushing your teeth. Like, that's not going to help your stimulation of sleep hormones. That's not going to help the cascade of mental processes to get ready for sleep. If you're sat watching TV and you're watching serial killer flipping documentaries about how there's a certain serial killer that comes out on snowy nights, you're not going to sleep very well because you're thinking about it. You're processing things. And in addition to that, what you're doing is, as you're taking away from you looking after yourself, you have to replace it with something. We've still got the same 24 hours. So you fill that time with something. That might not feel like needing to be a workout. That, that, and, and that maybe isn't the answer. That might feel like you need to have some pizza. Maybe that's not the answer. What we need to do here is we need to make sure that we look after the body and look after the mind and do the right thing. Did you listen to the Rich Roll or Joe Rogan? Neither, actually, Tony. It was the uh, Diary of a CEO. Very much worth it. I put the link in the group earlier. Because when we look after ourselves, there are two main things I want you to focus on. Before we look at sleep and everything else, two main things. Eat at least one good meal per day. Drink lots of water. Yeah, mind-blowing. Thanks, Ben. Glad I'm here. But the thing is, as you look after those Billy basic things and you can get two to three litres of water per day, you're going to sleep better because you're not going to bed with a dry throat. You're not waking up with like a throat like Gandhi's flip-flop and then having to go to go and get a drink in the night, which is then stimulating you to be awake because you're digesting something. If you eat well, you're not feeling crappy because you had some fast food or junk food or whatever, something hyper-processed that was extremely palatable. Have a little bit, yeah, sure. We had a, um, what was it called? A, a, a Shropshire butter bun or something earlier. It was sensational. But it was with a really good lunch. Of plenty of veg, soup, protein. Nice, really good. And this evening's going to be the same. You know, if you look after yourself and don't let that slip, then it's a bit like, one of my mentors explained this to me the other day actually. And it was a case of, 1% is fine, right? That's why I say the 1% increments going in an upwards direction in a trajectory towards a better version of you is fantastic. It's better than 100% increments because they're a little bit more difficult to deal with. Flip that on its head. And we can sell to ourselves that 1% drops. Oh, it's all right. I'll just miss this workout. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, it's all right. I'll just, I'll just all repeat. So it's only one night. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's two. Um, oh, it's okay. You know, I'll just have a glass of wine on a Monday when I don't usually drink either on a Monday or at all. Yes, yeah, fine. It's only one day. That's three. 
Um, oh, I just watched another episode of what have we got? Murder documentaries, Sarah. I just watched another episode. That's oh, fine. It's fine. It's only one later a night, and then you're three later. That's another one. What else have we got? Oh, it's only one email. That's a big one. That's a dangerous one. It's only one email. That's another one. It's only. I'll just do a little bit of TikToking. Oh, scroll. That's another one. And all of these one percents, they add up. How many of those have you done this week, folks? We're on Thursday. How many of those have you done, honestly? I mean, Tony, you're probably living, loving life because you're on your uh, rest day at the moment. But for those who are feeling it, those who are in the battle zone, how many of those have you done? Of those six plus things, that's a definitely a non-exhaustive list. What are those things that you've sold to yourself that you can get away with? I'm not saying this is wrong, folks. What I'm trying to do is get you to understand that there's a compound effect of all these things. Because if we flip that on its head, you know what the answer is going to be. We flip that on its head. Oh, one more workout. Nailed it. That's one. One great meal today. I feel really good about that poke bowl I had for lunch. That's another one. Oh, I didn't have coffee today at whatever time, 5pm. I had peppermint tea. That's another one. I drank three litres of water per day. That was great. That's another one. See how they go in the opposite direction. And we know that that's really good compound interest. We'll flip it on its head. And think about it and write it down. Get you know, get a diary and write these things down. What are the things that you allowed to slip? Because look, it's going to happen, isn't it? You have gradual increments, small wins, and then you have a big win, right? Same with losses. Small losses, boom, big loss. Small wins, boom, big win. See in business all the time. You know, the story of the company that's uh, that's for forming itself and it's trying to do this. And it's a couple of sales here, a couple of sales there, a couple of sales here. It's got this product in this shop, this product in that shop. It's just trying, it's just trying. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like hen's teeth because you can't get it anywhere because it's sold out. Same with failures. Maybe failure's not even the right word. It's the same with these more negative things. We just let one thing happen, we let one thing happen, we let one thing happen. There was a an example... I've read in a book, and I can't actually remember the book, um, of two people. They were fictional characters. Uh, in fact, I don't think they were actually fictional characters. I think this was based on truth. Uh, two people that went in two different directions. One person did 20 minutes of working out per day as their absolute non-negotiable. And the other person had one 125-calorie chocolate bar per day. Every day. This might have been fictional. I could have sworn it was a real story based on truth, but... Hear me out here with a theory. In 10 months' time, in 10 months' time, because it was under a year, this study, this person had put on like three kilos, five kilos of weight, and he could see it here and around his arms and just didn't feel overly pleasant. And this person over here would run a marathon. It's the same with the analogy, I love this analogy, of if you fly from London to New York, I don't know what your United States geography is like. Mine's a little rusty, but I know this to be right. London to New York in a straight line, right? If you tilt the nose of the plane off by one degree, one degree, and it goes on the same trajectory, there's a lot of confounding variables here, but it goes on the same trajectory, you'll end up in Washington, D.C., which is, I don't know how, how far, but a long way away from New York. One change. So now, when we are starting to feel a bit down and in the dumps and we're just feeling a lack of motivation, we've missed a couple of things. I don't want you to go on this self-flagellating journey of beating yourself up by saying, oh, I've done all these things wrong. 
I want you to objectively look at it. And this is a really interesting concept. We've not even come on to the, tonight's subject, actually. We will do in a minute. This is a really interesting concept that I want you to bear in mind here, and I'll say it to a lot of people, is be your own coach. Don't be your own sergeant major. Be your own coach. And look at that and go, right, I'm just going to... Excuse me while I scroll up the comments, because I'm going to use someone as an example here. Um, okay, didn't train Monday, Monday Tuesday because of the knee. Then Wednesday was a site day. And Thursday, snow. Okay, so, Laura, what would Laura's coach say to that? You know, didn't train Monday, Tuesday because of the knee. Yeah. And then Wednesday was a sight day. That's a long day, by the way. That's an earlier start and a late finish. It's the last thing you want to do. And then Thursday, snow day. The gym doesn't have a roof at the moment because I had to take it down just in case it ripped it off the wall. So, potentially out of action. I haven't done a gym session today because it's out of action. I've had a really busy day today, the equivalent of a site day. What would Ben's coach say about that? Well, Ben's coach would turn around and say, look, okay, tomorrow's another day. Learn from what it is that got in your way today. What was the main challenge for me here? Well, the main challenge for me here was actually I filled an awful lot of my time today with a lot of calls, had some amazing connections with some amazing people, but that's taken a lot of my energy and I need to recoup that. So tomorrow, I'm going to get out, going to get a workout in, go for a run, do something steady, just to build a little bit more energy in, going to have a really good meal, plenty of protein, drink some water, and I'm back in the game. So, what would Laura's coach say? Didn't train Monday, Tuesday because of the knee. Is the knee better, yes or no? Wednesday was a sight day. Okay, great. You came home, you had a good dinner. That was fine. Good night's sleep. Thursday, snow. Brilliant. What does tomorrow bring? Tomorrow's a new day. What's the minimal thing that you could do tomorrow to progress 1% further? And that's another thing to be looking at. Unless you're on the opposite side of the spectrum like Charlie, up in the mileage and going out in all weathers in the dark with little sleep has weirdly made me feel much better. Because Charlie is a savage. <laughs> and the thing is, folks, as you look at these things and you start to reflect a little bit, I want you to look at these things and say, right, what is the biggest challenge that I am facing right now? Because that's the exact question I'm going to ask you. Because if you say to me, like, I've got this issue with this, that and the other, Brilliant. What is the number one challenge that you're facing right now? Right. Actually, the snow. Can't do anything about that. Actually, okay, I'm feeling a bit crap because I've missed my workouts because of my knee and sight and snow. Well, there's, there's nothing I can do about those. So what can I do to make myself feel better? Well, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to take the dog for a walk and I'm going to walk a bit faster. I'm just going to increase my heart rate and do something else. Okay, maybe I need to stop watching too many murder documentaries going too late at night, put some boundaries between technology and me. I don't know. Snow has thrown me out, thrown me, and I want to get and do something done, but not sure what I can do. But you've already taken the dog for a walk. You've already got out and had some exercise. And if that's affecting you, then what time are you starting work in the morning? Can you get out and do exactly the same then? Because it's going to be continuous snowing all night, and that's cool. A, are you in work tomorrow, yes or no? If the answer is yes, brilliant, you've got the morning to play with. If the answer is no, brilliant, you've got a bit more time to play with. And then is it a case of, right, take the dog out again in the morning, and I'm going to go a little bit faster up the hill, go a little bit further, maybe go out for a little longer, 45 minutes to an hour, let's say, which means I need to get out of bed at the right time, which means I need to take a bottle of water with me, which means that I'm compounding these healthier 1%. 
and fighting against the 1% that are going negatively in against my favour right now to push me forward. This is where we find a much more self-empowering part of the coaching journey because you're making the decisions and you're understanding what the best thing is for you to do. I had a great conversation with um, Sarah the other day about putting boundaries in between work and home life. She's an incredibly successful, high-performing woman and you know we've got boundaries to be adhered to here for herself. Does that mean an alarm clock to say, right, it's time for me to stop work? Does that mean it's an alarm clock to say, right, time to turn my phone off? As trivial as it sounds, it will work because it's, it's forcing you to stick to your own values rather than sticking to the agendas of other people. If you're done with work, you're done with work. You are done with work. And then it's time to take control of the rest of your evening. Maybe eat something, have a drink, whatever it is. Get to bed at a decent time control your phone time and don't just default to you know scrolling on the sofa and doing nothing but scrolling Instagram you know taking control of that and putting a little bit of discipline into your overall routine does that make sense now I think this is actually going to dovetail really really nicely just before I go on to that give me a feel in comments team make sure I haven't lost anyone does that make sense does that relate and land with you what do you think about that? And now I know there's obviously a lag between me talking and you hearing, so I'm going to continue talking, but I'm going to read the comments as they come in. So let me know, folks. Make sure I'm not talking to a wall. Because that's going to dovetail really nicely now into what I want to talk about today. Now I'm just going to put my screen over to the other side. Because what I want to talk about today is something called the Jahari Window Model. And this is something that we are all going to do. Because this is a journey that I want to take you on. And I want to open up the theory behind that journey because it's really freaking interesting. And I want this to be in the forefront of your mind so that you can see it as we go through. Now, the Jahari window, imagine, if you will, a square window with four panes. One, two, three, four. Okay? Now, you've got two labels on this side and two labels on this side. So it labels every single box, right? On this side, the bottom left of those boxes, you've got not known to others. And then on the top, you've got known to others. Across the, across the top, you've got known to self and not known to self. Now you've got four boxes. In this sense, starting again from the bottom left, okay? You have something called the hidden area or the facade. This is the area that's not known to others, but known to you. This is the part of you that you know is in here, but you don't want to give to other people. So instead, we put up a facade. And I want you to just marinate on that a minute. The box above that, so this is the one box. The box above that, this is known to others and known to self. The open area, the arena of you. This is what everybody sees and everybody knows, and you know that everybody knows because that's what you want them to know. This is open you. This is just generally you. Next to that is known to others. This is an interesting one. Known to others and not known to self. This is called the blind spot. And this is probably one of people's biggest fears. What do people think behind my back? What is known to others that I just can't see? It's the pantomime. He's behind you. It's, that, it's the part of us that we, we either can't see or we really don't want to see. And it can be intimidating to think what other people think of us 
that we just can't see. You know? It's that embarrassing thing of, you know, if you're in a social occasion and somebody's like, oh, you've got chocolate on your face or you've got a stain on you or something and you've not seen it and then someone points it out to you and you're like, oh my God, how long have I had that on my face for? I'm so embarrassed. You have this element of it. But instead of it being chocolate on your face, this is an actual element of your character and your personality. Because if this is the hidden area of the facade, the area that's not known to others, but known to you, and this bit is the open arena, known to others and known to you, what you show to everyone, and this bit is the blind spot, not known to you, but known to everybody else, then you have something else. What do you think that is? The unknown. Not known to others and not known to self. And this is the result of the, ah, oh, penny dropped. Oh my God, didn't even see that. It's that aha moment. It's the deep work that we're going to do. That's what coaching brings out. This coaching process is going to do multitude of things, but one of two things. Dive into the unknown side of you and dive, in, uh, dive into the facade part of you. The bit that you're putting up. It's exactly the same. When people say, uh, I want to lose weight, for example, the weight loss is not the reason they want to lose weight. It's not. There is another area behind it. And people will put up the facade of, I want to lose weight, or I want to get fitter, or whatever it is, and that's not the root cause. The root cause goes deeper. And it's, it's my job, our job, over a longer-term relationship to figure out what that is. Because that's why you're here. You're here to improve yourself, and I'm here to challenge you. And then, on addition, sorry, in addition to that, is understanding the unknown side of it. And the beauty of that is a bit like what we did when we went through the um, mindset session the other week. Phenomenal feedback on that, by the way. Thank you so much. I really, I, I'm thrilled that you got loads out of that. The beauty of that is we're going into the unknown. Why do you think I, I asked you some of the deep and quite personal questions? <clears throat> what do you fear most? What are you neglecting? And diving into those big questions. Who do you actually think you are? How do others think of you? That's why we've done the um, exercise of going into the three circles. Number one over here, who you used to be. Number two over here, who you are right now. Number three over here, who you, used to, who you are in the future, who you see you are. And understanding that, we bring about the result of this unknown side to figure out new areas. The unknown side is the same as enhancing your comfort zone, expanding your comfort zone. Because the more you understand that and the more you can dive into it, the less hidden you are. We all have private lives, and I understand that. We don't need to be completely transparent. But <clears throat> when it looks to the hidden areas of the facades that you're putting up, it understands where there are elements of your character that you might want to change. And I'm going to stress you might want to change. Areas that potentially you're not happy with. Areas that you feel are inadequate. Areas that you feel are embarrassing. Areas that you just don't want to talk about. And improve them. Coaching is professional problem solving. And we are looking at understanding professional problem solving. It just so happens with the adventure coach, you're also developing towards some form of adventurous goal. But the absolute perfect outcome for this adventure coaching uh, journey for you is to, yes, become the person who trains and looks after themselves in order to achieve such goals, but also to become an overall better person. 
like we said on uh, one of our previous talks, you know, what are you neglecting when it comes to your, you know, when you're looking at the after action review for your adventures and challenges and, and big workouts and other things that you're doing, what did you neglect? What went well? What didn't go well? Because when you understand those areas, you're understanding the unknown. You're understanding the blind spots. The blind spot in this case might be, um, you know, you've been training for a marathon. I'm just going to let's use a marathon. You're training for a marathon, and you've been so blinkered on training for that marathon that you actually forgotten your partner, your family, your friends, whatever. You just don't see it because you're so blinkered onto it. And you're like, buff, 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 marathon, 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 marathon. That's it. There's nothing else. Nothing else matters in the world. I know that mindset so well. So if you're in that same boat, welcome. We've got t-shirts. And you go blinkers on to the detriment of relationships and people around you. And then we understand through 2020 hindsight, as we're going through our after action review, you're like, Jesus Christ, I didn't actually go out for dinner any time during that marathon training, for example. I didn't sit down and ask my partner, you know, how was her or his day? I don't, if I'm really, really busy in the office, I don't remember when we last ate dinner together. Damn. And what you've done there, that feeling, that, oh, damn. Or that deep pit in your stomach and you're like, oh, I've neglected that person. Damn it. Welcome to understanding a blind spot. Because when we look at this Jahari, win uh, Jahari window, <clears throat> what we're doing is we're understanding more of a full picture as to where we're at and what it is that we're doing. You understand all four areas of this, then you have a complete understanding to you. And it's fascinating because you'll never understand every single one of these four paints perfectly. But to have a finger in each one of the pies is a really empowering place to be. It's hard work. And if you really want to dive into this, drop me a message on hyper support and we will challenge you through it. And it probably will be uncomfortable, but this is where the deep work is really done. And I welcome that with open arms. Not to prove something over you, because I do this myself. I have my coaches doing the exact same thing with me. Because none of us are perfect, none of us are the complete picture, and none of us will ever understand all four areas of this complete window. But it's the point is, you're diving into it. You're bothered by doing that. And by understanding the areas that you're portraying to other people, understanding the areas that you're hiding from other people, understanding, in hindsight, some of the areas that you've had as blind spots, and then diving into the unknown and being like, geez, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't know about that. I didn't think I was thinking that way the more you become wiser to yourself. There was a wonderful definition of wisdom, which was intellect is knowing individual pieces of information. I know that two plus two equals four. I know there's four panes on this particular diagram. I know there's bits of information. Wisdom is having the ability to lace all of these pieces of information together to one collected descriptive outcome. And what that meant is if you're, yes, I know what a blind spot is. I know that I've got some unknown bits. I know that I've got, you know, maybe a facade that I'm hiding. I know that I've maybe got some blind spots. That's great. That's intellect. You understand that. Wisdom is then lacing that together and being like, okay, so what does that mean? In the army, we used to have a really annoying question. Um, I was an intelligence analyst and everything that we used to do, we'd, we'd come up with an, an assessment and people would be like, so what? 
to try and get us to dive deeper into it to get the so what of what that means. So wisdom is having the ability to look at what your intellect has put together, these four areas, blind spot, unknown, facades, open areas, everything else, and then look at the so what of it. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, I've got blind spots. What do I think the last one was on this last journey? What was the last challenge you did? Or the last big thing that meant a lot to you? This could be work, this doesn't have to be physical. This could be work, this could be an amount of training you've just done, this could be how you spend your downtime, this could be time around your family. You know, look at that and go, what did I miss? And you analyse it, don't you? It's a bit like when you're a kid and you go out on dates. When you're young, I'm talking like back in like late teens, early 20s. You go out on a date and it didn't go so well or, or you messed up something. And then all you can do is think about that one thing and you're like, oh my God, that was so bad. And then you're understanding, okay, there was maybe a blind spot there. Maybe that person didn't even notice. In which case, it was almost unknown to others, but known to you and you're hiding it. You know, when you understand these things, you understand we all have blind spots. There are areas of unknown. There are facades that we are hiding. There are. There are insecurities that we all don't want to bring out to the forefront. And I don't expect anyone to have to share it in public forums unless they really want to. But when you do this work, when you understand this side, you can do the work of your own, in your own four walls. Because hidden areas, facades, they're insecurities. And when you understand your insecurities, the real why as to why you want to lose weight the real why as to why you want to get better at doing something. The real why as to why you want to get back into running, cycling, swimming, gym, whatever that is. The real why as to why you want to get fitter. When you understand those, you can bring some of those hidden areas to your prefrontal cortex, to your forefront, and alter them if you need to. Because then that's going to change who you are to the open area. Because when you're more congruent between your open area, your arena, who you bring to the forefront, and who you feel like you're hiding behind closed doors, when you're more congruent between those two people, you become a more complete person. A more complete person is more aware of their blind spots. A more complete person is more open to diving into the unknown when getting challenged and changing cultures of understanding and thought processes. Does that make sense, folks? Like, is that landing? I just want to make sure we are in the room. Whoopsie daisy, I'm just gonna, there we go. Because as we go through this process, we're gonna dive into those areas. There are a lot of interesting areas to develop in you as a person, not just you as an athlete. It's not just training plans and nutrition plans. It's understanding who you are as an adventurous version of you and understanding how you're developing to the best version of you. Because that's the definition of coaching. That's the difference between coaching and, say, personal training. Personal trainer, get a program, get a nutrition plan, see you later. Coach, get coached through the problems that you're going to face as you face them along the way so that you have the tools able to deal with them. Case in point, don't know what to do about the snow, it's thrown me. Okay, what's the biggest challenge for you here? I can't go to the gym because it's under snow. What's the challenge here? I need to get out and exercise, but I'm using it as a barrier. The snow's a barrier. What else? Because I'm going against the plan that I had, I don't think I can do it, so therefore I'm not going to do it. Okay, so there's the challenge. So the challenge here is to remain fluid. 
to be able to deal with things as they crop up. To be like, oh, can't go outside in the gym because it's under, under a foot of snow. What I can do is this. I think Tony shared this once upon a time. You know, when I was going, th when we had uh, a call and we were talking about what we can do versus what we must do or what we have to do. If we can't do what we have to do, what can we do instead? Focusing on the can because can is empowering. Have to is more dictatorial. Dictatorial, I think that's a word. That makes sense, team? Does that land? Let me know if that makes sense to you. Uh, let me know if that is landing with you and what you have taken away most from that. And I'll give you a minute or so to respond. And then we will round off this call because I think there was quite a few deep and personal things to think about in that. There's going to be a lot to think about from the back end of that for certain. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, take a moment now. Think about it. Reflect. Where are you? What do you think of that particular model? I'm going to share the picture in the Facebook group because it's fantastic. So let me know, team. Is that landing? Does that make sense? What's your biggest takeaway? Jump on into comments. I know there's a bit of a lag, so we're going to give it another 20 seconds. <clears throat> Makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Good to hear. Does it make sense? Or are you just saying that it makes sense? Not targeting, just challenging. Does it make sense? Because if it makes sense, you might have a thought process as to what you can do now. So what is that? Remain fluid and adaptable in the face of the unknown, i.e. snow. Absolutely. As Ronald Fiennes would say, improvise, adapt and overcome. All makes sense. Always good to remember the bits about ourselves that we shelve away. 100% Claire. Yeah, absolutely. We do. We shelve things away. We don't want to get them out. It's horrible. We don't want to get our vulnerabilities out. But that's where the growth takes place. Absolutely. Team. Thank you so much for your attention this evening. I've really enjoyed this evening's talk. I really enjoyed the mindset side and I'm really glad that uh, you got a lot out of the last one and I hope you got a lot out of this one too um, if you're catching up in the podcast. Oh, question. How can we ever know the fourth pane of the window if we, if we don't know and others don't know? Brilliant. The whole point of that is knowing the unknown. So if, if this is an area, the unknown area is a bit that's un unknown to others and unknown to self okay so if you imagine two lines coming down into the middle of that box it's completely unknown how that gets stimulated is by challenge is by coaching is by me asking you questions if you cast your mind back to the mindset session that we did the other week a lot of those things might have been revelations a lot of those things were dealing with the hidden and the facade area but the unknown bits are the aha moments they're there, ah, oh, geez, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. Parts of our personality that I just didn't know I had. Didn't realize I was like that. Didn't realize that. And actually, if other people don't see it either, because, you know, you're pretty good at selling yourself to other people in that known place where everybody knows what's going on, you're good at hiding the certain things away that you don't really want to show, and you're dealing with the blind spots, then the unknown side of that box, the unknown part of it, comes through challenge of question that's me asking you certain questions that's you going 
geez, doing the internal work. That could also come from reflection from listening to an audiobook or reading a book or whatever it is, listening to a podcast. If it particularly engages you in such a way that you think, geez, I didn't think I could articulate how I'm feeling in such a way. The unknown is that I didn't realize it was like that. It's a really good book for that. I'm going to try and find it. Two seconds. I've got it on my shelf here somewhere. Uh, uh oh, it's taking too long to find it. I actually think it's downstairs. There's a book called, it's a bit of a chuff title, so please forgive me. Um, it's called The Good Psychopath's Guide to Success. And it's by a psychology who, uh, psychologist who also wrote this book, which is a condensed version. A uh, psychologist called Kevin Dutton, Dr. Kevin Dutton. And it's got Andy McNabb. I think Andy McNabb, is, Andy McNabb is a massive tube. But in this book, it's really good. And that goes a little bit of, a little bit of the way of putting the unknown side of us into a much easier context to understand. It's a very easy book to read. You could read it in a day. It's, a, it's an easy book to read. It's not, it's, not like what, it's not like reading The Silmarillion by Tolkien. It's, it's, it's not a heavy read at all. But as you're going through it, it's just opening up different areas of your mind where you're thinking, actually, this is part of my unknown. This is kind of traits that I didn't realize I had. This is the articulating things that we didn't know about ourselves. And then you go, God, that is me. And then you didn't think about it, so therefore it's coming in. Does that make sense? So <clears throat> it's a good book to get. You know, it's cheap on Amazon and it's an easy one to read. You'll you'll be able to read it in a day, I would have thought. But it's good, it goes a decent way to articulating some of those areas of the unknown. But a lot of the time it's gonna be when we have our one-to-one -one chats, and I'm gonna challenge you with a set of questions, and we just dive into what's going on with you, what's challenging you. The more we dive into that, the deeper we go the deeper levels that we take into those questions, the more you're going to understand what those levels are. The more you're going to understand what that unknown is. And the more you're going to grow as a person. So there we go, team. Adventure coach meets psychology. I hope you've enjoyed that, team. Thank you so much for your attention. I really, really appreciate you all being here uh, on your Thursday evening. So thank you so much. If you're catching up on the podcast, thank you very much for listening or re-watching this back in the Facebook group. And team... That's it. We're done. Enjoy the snow if you've got some. Uh, keep safe tomorrow. I know it's going to get really bloody cold tomorrow night. Um, and enjoy your Friday because it's Friday tomorrow, Ben, and not today, even though I was convinced that it was today. But have a fantastic Friday and into the weekend. I will be having a day off on Monday. So all of your feedback forms will be reviewed on Tuesday. Um, just so you know, the feedback forms will come on the normal time. Everything will work as normal. But it's my birthday on Sunday, so I'm having an extra day off on, on uh, Monday to have a nice long weekend. And I'll be reviewing everyone's feedback on Tuesday, just so that you are aware, team. Alrighty? So thank you all very much for being here. Actually, there's one more thing that I want to say. We have the venue um, secure for our summer adventure coach get-together, which is a long weekend of... Uh, a long weekend of... Everyone in the adventure coach getting together. We're going to descend on a place in Scotland in the middle of the woods by the mountains, 10 minutes away from a um, large body of open water for canoeing and kayaking and stuff. We're going to be able to go mountain biking. We're going to go running up hills. We're going to do some cold water swimming. We're going to have some amazing good food. We've got the entire place to ourselves and it is available. So from the 18th to the 20th of August is going to be the adventure coach adventure weekend. And it's going to be in the Cairngorms. And all you have to do team is get there. That's it. You get there. 
everything else has been sorted. What I'm going to do once we've got uh, numbers and we've, I'm going to put a form into the group next week to just gauge interest and make sure you're all available. But it's the 18th to the 20th of August. And then from that point, once we've gauged how many people are going to be there, we're just going to put a kitty together of, of food, money, and then we'll, we'll entrust it to me. I'll go to Tesco's. I'll get everything we're going to eat because we've got self-catering accommodation. And I will cook in the evenings for us so we can have some amazing food. Happy days, team. So that's going to be a bit more uh, information on that next week. But just so you know, we have the accommodation squared away. Uh, we've got an entire place to ourselves. It's going to be awesome. And that's going to be the 18th to the 20th of August. So really, really excited to have you all there. So something to check your check against your calendars. And there'll be a bit more detail on that coming up next week. Uh, I'm going to put a post out about it then with a form to collect some details as to people who will be interested and who are available to come. And then we're going to go and have some really cool stuff. Alrighty, team. Good Psychopaths Guide success. Thank you very much for that. Awesome. Have a fantastic evening. Peace. See you all later.